get the kettle on, grab a brew, because you're listening to Coffee and Dark Reads. Good afternoon, and the first thing I want to do is give a huge shout out to my first subscriber, Rhonda. I do intend, once we start getting a few more people involved, to sort out either some badges or some stickers or something special to send out to you all. But for now, it's time to actually hear some of my writing today. Now, on my Facebook feed, it came up today with six years ago, you shared this link. And it was um, an expression of interest form for taking part in a charity anthology. It led to my first published work as such. Um, my story in Lupus Animus was the first time I had published in a book. I'd been in a couple of online journals, but this was my first sort of real tangible book that I could hold in my hand that I was in. Now the anthology was raising money for a really good, or what I consider a really good cause. It's artisan rare breeds and they basically help in terms of rescuing animals but also they at the time were helping with promoting some of the rare breeds in sheep, goats, things like that, more domesticated rare breeds that go by the wayside when they go out of favour. I don't honestly know what's going on with rare breeds right now. I have inquired. The book is still out there for sale and I believe the money is still going to them. So they are still there somewhere. I think they did have some problems um, with some neighbours and some other things going on and cut back on the publicity side of it. So hopefully if you decide to buy this the money is still going to a good cause. Um, it's not coming to me but you know if you want to buy it if you want to hear the rest of the stories then go for it it's not a lot buy it on kindle read it on kindle unlimited um enjoy it for what it is now the whole idea of the book is that it is based on wolves um they do have some malamutes and wolf dogs there at artisan um dogs that people have taken on because they think oh well, it'd be fun to own a wolf and then they discover that the wolf is a little bit more than your normal dog. So, that's how all this came about. And I filled in the form, I wrote the story, and in 2014, the book was published. And my story was called Acceptance. And that's what I'm going to read for you today. Um, what I am, I am going to do is do one week have a chat and then the second week I will do a talk about one of my books and do a reading from one. So I hope you enjoy. I hope I can get through this without coughing and spluttering because I've had a terrible cough all day and we'll see how it goes. So sit back and enjoy. The sharp metallic zing of blood filled her nostrils. She tasted the air, a kill. It was fresh and not far from where she laid, curled shivering in the bracken at the base of a tree. Maybe, just maybe if she was lucky, there would be scraps left. Hunger drove her to her feet. Every fibre of her ached from the hard ground. 
She was conscious of her diminishing flesh. Her life hung in the balance and she knew she could not continue like this much longer. She shook her body. Drops of moisture cascaded through the air, then stood for a moment, allowing a few precious seconds to gather her energy. In her weakened state, she knew she could not afford to waste it. She must gain some substance from this excursion. At a steady pace, she moved off following the scent, aware that with every step she was deteriorating daily. The cold bit into where her once plush fur coat was now thinning. Starvation was taking its toll, and unless her fortunes changed, a slow death awaited her. Her survival instincts were urging her forward cautiously. Well aware that she was in no condition to fight for acceptance, she knew her chances of finding a family were slim. But she must try, or at least cling on to life until spring. She would have a better chance to successfully hunt in isolation and regain her strength once prey was more plentiful and the hunting easier. If she could just keep going until the snow thawed. She paused frequently, sniffing the air. More scents now added to the smell of blood which she f she had first picked up. The faint fragrance of fear, a residue from the hunt, hung in the air, but now overriding all the other smells were the individual scents of the others. She knew her own presence was still hidden by the direction of the biting wind. She proceeded now more slowly, having to to cross expanses of open ground where snow was deeper and unbroken was a slow, painful process. A virgin landscape marred only by the scars of the hunt had, which had taken place ahead of her. She changed direction now, skirting the area where the final confrontation had taken place and gaining the cover which the quarry had been heading for in the hope of escape. At the edge of the copse she halted. They were not aware of her presence yet, despite the fact she had moved now upwind of them. It was a calculated risk. If she were to sneak up unannounced, they would take that as a sign of aggression. She hoped that in allowing them to know she was there, but not intruding, they would not see her as a threat. Engrossed in their free, free feeding frenzy, the pack had not spotted her yet, but she knew it would not be long. She crouched low in the sparse undergrowth, left protruding from the blanket of white. There was barely enough to left to disguise her presence after the last snowfall. She considered moving back, seeking shelter from the wind in the few trees that stood bowed by the weight of the glistening snow piled on their boughs. In monochromatic tones she saw where the dark life force of their prey had spilt across the snow. As she watched themselves gorge as she watched them gorge themselves, hunger tore through her body making her careless. She stepped forward as if in a trance, and the frozen bracket, bracken snapped under her feet. Alerted, they stopped eating as one, and turned, looking towards where she had dropped her, her haunches in the distance. She crouched lower, submissive in her demeanour, her breath coming in shallow, rapid gasps as she spray, strained to fight the urge to flee. A lone figure came closer. Sniffing as to ascertain the interloper's identity. Not one of us. Heckles raised now, teeth bared. The large female approached her, approaching her left her, no doubt that her presence here was not welcome. Slowly she backed away, avoiding making eye, eye, direct eye contact. 
but not willing to lose sight of the aggressive inquisitor for one mo single moment. To turn her back would be fatal. She felt something hard against her, hard behind her, and realised she had backed up against the trunk, trunk of a tree. Adrenaline rushed through her as she tried to work out how she could extricate herself from this situation. The rest of the pack were out of sight now. Only the single female stood before her, showing no signs of backing off. They were only a few metres apart now. The larger animal could easily pounce and she knew she would not be able to defend herself. The thought flitted through her mind that death would come quicker than if she were to starve to death. Could she resist her nature and bear her throat without attempting to fight for her life and speed at what she knew would be inevitable? Just then, a noise behind her brought the predator to a standstill. Her ears pricked as she listened to the communications from the rest of the pack. A final deep rumbling growl and the flash of deadly canines she spun and bounded away. She waited, listening to every sound before move, she moved forward once more. The trepidation of the second anticipated confrontation caused her to hold her breath. When she reached the edge of the undergrowth, she could see they had moved off. Scanning the horizon, she could vaguely make out their dark shadows against the glare cast upon the snow by the dying sun. She slunk towards the carcass, keeping her body close to the ground. She devoured their scents as she passed over the ground so recently abandoned, snatching at a few morsels left behind, bolting it down for fear that even this pittance could still be taken from her by other predators in her weakened state. She cons consumed the scraps left by the well-fed pack. Scouring the area, she found a few more mouthfuls, barely enough to quell the hunger, let alone sustain her. But the pack had left very little other than fragments of bone and fur, which were dispersed around her. Her head dropped, her soft muzzle making contact with the icy ground, in despair and despair as despair overwhelmed her. Should she continue or accept what fate had in store for her? Instincts deep within her pushed her forward. The inbred desire for survival at any cost placed one foot in front of the other as she followed the path through the snow left by the pack. Her only hope was, in, was that she could scavenge enough from them until fate offered her another chance. She was lost. She, was desperately, she desperately needed the warmth of contact with her own kind. She had not understood why her mother had chased her off. She had needed her mother more than ever, she did not understand what had been happening. She had felt different for days, restless, unable to settle. She had snapped at her siblings, especially her brothers, who had seemed more, more than usually attentive. Her father had driven them away from her. He had seemed to pre more protective than usual. Now she th thought about it, this was the moment her mother had changed towards her. No longer did she receive a friendly nuzzling as she approached. But instead her mother turned away, asserting her presence, placing herself physically between her partner and her child. Then the blood had come, and everything she knew had been ripped from her. The hostility her mother showed towards her had left her no doubt that the bond between them was broken. 
At the first bearing of teeth, she had attempted to show submission, but something had persuaded her to retreat. Instinctively, she knew that her mother would not accept her submission and that to show her the slightest weakness would end her existence. She could not understand why, but she backed away until she put distance enough between them to turn and flee. Thankfully, she could outpace her parent. She ran until she felt her heart would burst, stopping only when she could no longer bear the burning in her chest. Exhausted, she had collapsed in a heap, pulling her limbs in tightly so she could desperately, tightly so she could des desperately try to warm herself and fake the feeling of kinship as she allowed sleep to overtake her. The next day, she had retraced her steps, careful to keep her distance and ensure her presence went unnoticed by the pack, as she, as she observed them from the distance. She had followed for days, trying to work out how to put right whatever had got the rift, whatever had caused the rift, but to no avail. Eventually, she decided there was no point in hoping for a reconciliation any longer, and had laid with a heavy heart, watching her family disappear into the distance. She had been alone now for weeks, scavenging to survive. Then she had smelt the kill and the scent from this unfamiliar pack. They offered the only chance of survival in this harsh, barren landscape, if she could find a way to gain their acceptance. For days she followed them, always at a distance, grateful for any scraps left behind after a kill once they moved off. They tolerated her presence now, as long as she came no closer, but the separation between them tore at her heart. She longed for the feel of fur against fur, watched with gut-wrenching envy as they huddled together for friendship and warmth against the cruel wind which penetrated her skin, chilling her to the bone. Then, in the snow, her salvation. It must have been hidden from the pack as they passed by in a nearby clump of scrub that stood on a small rise in the land. A bison struggling in childbirth collapsed in the snow, a gift. It must it had been just the wrong side of the wind for the pack to have caught its scent, and it must have obviously have frozen until the pack passed by, but now, in the grip of pain, it was unable to hide its presence any longer. She looked ahead to see if the pack had heard the noise, but they kept on moving at a steady pace, unaware of the drama about to unfold behind them. In her weakened state, if it had been on its feet, she would have struggled to bring it down. But prostrate on the ground, the calf half-delivered, she could take it. It struggled desperately to regain its footing as she swiftly approached. A scream echoed in the stillness as her teeth sank into the flesh of its neck. The hot liquid gushed into her mouth as her teeth tore through skin and sinew. Sweet, sticky life spilt over her lips. For the bison, it was over quickly. As the warmth slid down her throat, she swooned, savouring the nourishment for a few minutes before the reality brought her attention back to the present. She looked up quickly to see if the pack had seen or heard the kill. They were galloping towards the, across the snow towards her, rapidly closing the distance between them. Torn between fear and the desperation to feed, she hesitated before reluctantly backing away with little more than a mouthful of flesh. This time she did not back off completely. 
The taste of blood on her lips gave her courage. She had nothing to lose. To continue this existence, no longer an option. Better an honourable death in the fight than starvation. She hovered, watching as they ripped her meal apart. She made no effort to hide herself now. She had not been this close before, but she would back off no further. Then the lone fig figure of the alpha female approached her once again. She lowered her body, the proximity of the feed and companionship too much to bear. She could scarcely concentrate now. Heckles raised once again. Those more than sharp canines glinted at her as the dominant female closed the move distance, moving ever closer. She was too weak to stand much more. She would not back off this time. Closer and closer the figure moved. She sank lower and lower, offering her submission, yet waiting for those teeth to bear down on her. She could feel the other wolf's breath on her face. She rolled onto her back, giving her throat in offering submission. She tensed, waiting. She expected death to come at any minute. Time seemed to freeze. Every second gave the illusion of lasting for an eternity. Then, the feel of contact. Not the ripping, searing pain she had expected, but an embrace, acceptance. The figure slow slowly turned its back and returned to the kill. Slowly she got to her feet, creeping closer, terrified at any minute that she would be run off again. She moved towards the kill, alert to every movement around her. Only as she ate her fill did she re relax. Finally, she was accepted. She was part of the pack. So, I hope you enjoyed that. I will put a link down in the show notes. If you did and you want to read more of the stories, there's a lot of different authors in there. There's poetry, there's stories like this, sci-fi type wolves, there's a lot of different things. And, you know, as I say, I'm not exactly sure where the money's going from that one right now. But it's not a lot, so it is worth having a read on Kindle or taking a chance, just in case it is still going to rare breeds and you're doing some good. And if not, you still get to read a good book. Okay, so I've been Paula Acton and this has been Coffee and Dark Reads and I'll see you next week. Bye.